You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT365. And you may have noticed, uh, although I uh, identify myself uh, oftentimes as a marketer, you know, I stay a little bit away from um, a lot of the marketing conversation around uh, NFTs uh, over the last many months. But it's not because uh, I don't I don't believe in it. It's not because I don't want to to talk on it. But I believe there's so many other of you know, if you listen to a lot of the podcast, a lot of the things that I'm focused on, a lot of the the conversations that we're having, really, you know, when they come down to it, you know, it's about storytelling, it's about community, it's about you know, a lot of the core aspects that really are essential in in marketing, great marketing, and and I think you know, it's been you know interesting. The more you know, we've been doing some consulting and advising uh, on projects, some projects that are coming out very soon, some projects that are, you know, in their infancy stage, uh, some projects that are already out and they're kind of trying to figure out what they can do to um, increase, you know, interest and demand. And I will tell you, like, a lot of my uh, advice and feedback around marketing of uh, NFT projects and even, you know, understanding what marketing is being used now, I will just tell you, like, you know, if you're listening to this right now and you are a collector it's essential that you understand how to market an NFT project. And you might be like, Brian, I think you said that backwards. Brian, did you just say that backwards? I think you did. And trust me, I am not perfect. And there's plenty of times where I'll say things backwards, but I did not. What I mean by this is that when we are thinking about you know collecting or investing or looking for an upcoming project or trying to understand if it's something is worth our money, it's essential for us to understand how we are being marketed to or marketed at. You know, I've been given a little, uh, I, I, I just really, you know, I'm a big fan of, of TikTok. I love the, the platform. I love it for, you know, consumption. I, it's something that usually gives my, my brain a break. I enjoy, you know, a lot of things that are there. But I will tell you, like, the crypto NFT marketing that happens there, 99% of it is embarrassing. It's horrible. It's not good for um, our, our, you know, the community as a whole, a lot of it is, you know, it starts off with like the three NFT projects that you must buy this week to make millions of dollars or the ones that are like, so I just recently discovered this project and it has blown my mind. And underneath it, it says add. And you're like, yeah, okay. I'm, I, I can see through that. But then I also know that not everyone can see through some of these things. And, and I, and I wanted to kind of tap onto some of these, but I, I will say like this also goes into like how we should market and the things that we should avoid doing. And I will tell you the, the need, the desire, the need for vanity metrics is probably at its height right now. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of projects that believe that if they had 20,000 followers and a verified Twitter account that they would sell out. Now here's the truth. They might be right. <laughs> 
because there are a lot of people that are doing very surface level research around an NFT project. And what I mean by that is, and it's okay if you were one of these people, because I think we've all been there. And I think it's just important for us to recognize that like, you know, the, the scam artists, but also the ones that are, are lazy that aren't provide, aren't going to provide us, you know, long-term value in NFTs, you know, they're, they're taking, you know, been willing to take shortcuts. And in many cases also, you know, we have to, we have to go a little layer deeper. And I, what I mean by that is, you know, you'll hear people talk about like, you know, don't buy your followers and, um, you know, vanity metrics don't mean anything like followers or number of people in a discord, but I think those people are full of crap. They, they do mean something to a lot of people but they shouldn't mean something, right? Like, let's just, let's just keep this very clear, right? I've heard people that will send me recommendations, right? I get probably, I mean, just today uh, on the weekend, uh, when I woke up and I, I went to my daughter's soccer game, came back, um, I had 11 DMs in Twitter from people that were recommending projects to me. Now, that's only 11 in my actual DMs. If I open that little like request spam folder, who knows how many are in there, right? But I don't even... I don't even dare to go in there. It's just, it's just bad. Uh, people that aren't even willing to follow or engage with your content first before they DM you, yeah, they don't get my time or attention. Um, but I, but I digress a little bit because what often comes in my, you know, DMs. And if you are someone that has sent me a DM like this, please don't. I'm not calling you out. Um, it's just me kind of identifying, you know, kind of some of the things that are going on in this space. People will say, Brian, this is a really cool project. I've been following him for a while. They've got 83,000 people in their Discord. They have 40,000 followers on Twitter. They have really cool art. And they were retweeted recently by Des Bryant. Like, that's what I get in my inbox. And, you know, I understand why someone would share their number of followers on Twitter and their number of, uh, you know, Discord users. But let's be honest, you know, number of you know, we can, you know, yes, there's going to be bots, right? So people can bot, you know, follow, you know, the numbers in there. Um, also, let's, let's be real that people can pay for followers, but let's even throw both of those out. Like, let's throw out total number of people in, like, let's, let's like believe that everyone that's in a discord, let's say that like that example I was giving, right? They have 80 some thousand in the discord, you know, 20,000 or so uh, followers on Twitter. Let's believe all of those numbers, all those people are real. They're not bought and they weren't paid for, right? Let's, let's just give that benefit of the doubt. Here's the truth. How do I determine that the, the, the fact that there is that many people in there, that A, they would be willing to pay for the NFT. B, like, why are they following? Why are they in the Discord, right? We all have seen that there are plenty of, pro, there are plenty of, I mean, this is it's kind of a ridiculous, you know, concept, but the amount of giveaway, you know, and, um, you know, really just kind of like, pri- like, hey, you know, we're going to give away, you know, and it's not even a Lambo anymore, right? Like in the fall, it was a Lambo. Now it's like, we're going to give away, you know, a hundred ape coin to anyone who joins our discord be- before now 9 p.m. tonight, right? And so, like for me, total number uh, of Discord users, even if those Discord users are active, there are a lot of people that only are attracted to giveaways that would never be people that would buy into a project. And then on top of that, some of them might even be people that would be buying into a project, but they are people that are looking for 10x in 24 hours. And when they don't get it, they're going to sell at a loss and then FUD the project. And so one of the things that we have to look at is like, who are the people that these projects are attracting? What are their 
buying habits? What are the, what is their connection to the NFT community? Now, there's really no easy way to kind of figure that out, but I will tell you that is a big thing for me. That you know, and one of the, so I'll give you a couple little things that I do. Right, I will go, I will look at who who does the project Twitter account follow on Twitter, who do they retweet on on Twitter. I will also look at like you know if I'm scrolling through their followers, how many of their follows followers also follow me. And I'm not saying that, you know, if someone follows me that all of a sudden makes, you know, them better than someone else. I have, you know, 140,000 followers or so that that doesn't, um, you know, just because someone's following me doesn't mean, um, you know, all of a sudden that they're trusted. But what I mean by that is like, I want to know the overlap. Are they following and are they engaging with people that were are aligned with my kind of my vision and my purpose? And that doesn't mean that you can't be a flipper or you can't be someone that is looking for more of a short term gain. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that if these are people in Twitter accounts or Discord users, that when I look at mutual ser- servers, right? So I'll look at people that are hyperactive in Discords and I'll be like, oh, okay, let's see what how many mutual servers they have. Because most of you know, I have almost 200 servers of Discord that I'm connected into because of the projects that we buy, you know, buying an NFT every day, all of that side. And then, and I'll look and I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. Like, like the only ones that they're mutual servers with me are ones that also did giant giveaways. Or I'll look at mutual servers and they're in only two of the biggest hype projects that were there. And then I'll start doing that across more and more of those users. And even the moderator sometimes. I will go look at the Discord mods and be like, okay, like what is their role in this space? Like and it doesn't mean like the mods have to be in all kinds of different servers, but if they're if they're only in servers that I look at as either hype or as like um, uh, giveaway like uh, machines. Well, that's just going to tell me something about that community. So, with that being said, one of the things that you know when we're looking at like marketing and we're looking at you know, I really look at things like how is the what is the holistic story of an NFT project? How is it being told? And what I mean by that is when I go to the website, what is like the impression I get of the project? When I go to their Twitter account. What is the impression? What is the feeling it gives me? When I go to their Discord, what is that feeling or impression gives me? I like to look in their announcements. I scroll up into their announcements to be like, okay, what kind of things are they doing where they talk with the community or are they only doing activities where they talk at their community, right? And then I will also look at things like, okay, I want to I turn their bell on and see when, you know, what are they, what is their things that they're posting? What are the things they're about? And so... With that being said, one of the things that I, I'm just going to put out there is that like if you know whatever the, the value proposition is of an NFT project, we need to make sure that is extremely clear on all channels in all ways. And I would argue it needs to be out there over and over and over again. What I mean by that is not just saying like spam your followers, but you should have video content, you should have graphics, you should have you know, tweets, you should have your founders and your, the artist um, sharing like the narrative. You should have, you know, collaborations where it's not just like I'm trying to get, you know, give whitelists to the biggest projects. You know, I also believe, you know, there is this element of, you know, if there are people on your team that are, you know, that have decided to undox themselves, right? And, you know, or, you know, they're fully doxed. You know, one of the things I would, I would throw out there is like, you know, if they're going to be, if they're going to be the face of the project, like how much do, do I feel like they are empowered into their project? And then the other part of this is also, you know, 
I understand that there are a lot of marketing agencies. There are, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. You can literally just put, you know, put into Google and I've been doing this a lot lately is like Googling, like, you know, these different companies. And a lot of times it's just like a solopreneur and he or she, you know, will say like, I am the, you know, I am the newest, greatest, you know, NFT marketing consultant or, um, agent yet, you know, like what is their background? Like what is their experience? How many projects have they bought? How many projects have they advised? How much marketing have they done? Are they doing using web two metrics and web two technology, uh, you know, uh, tactics in a web three world? Um, and then, you know, the, the other piece of this that I think is so essential when it comes to this marketing is like, if a project's value proposition is one thing, but the people they collaborate and align with is not shared in that, well, now that's going to raise a little bit of a red flag for me. Now, I do believe in collaborating outside of your, of like your direct audience. But what I found is like there will be projects that are truly based on like alpha groups and like really just giving you a whole bunch of how to make money with NFTs. And you will have a project that is art focused or has utility um, around mental health or utility about empowerment for minorities. And what I will notice, I was like, wait, are they, are they aligning themselves so that they can sell out or are they setting up a marketing plan so they can attract the right people into their project? Because let's face it, it is so different than there. And this is where I think these marketing guru, marketing, you know, salespeople that are charging thirty, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars for, um, you know, advice and like, hey, I'll reach out to these ten influencers. Here's the thing: Do you want their audience in your community, right? So if you're using these tactics for marketing. The question is, is like, are the people that they, that follow those people, are those people that you believe are the right people in your projects? I believe a lot of NFT projects right now, the reason their floor price can never get above what their mint price was is because they did everything against what their value was to sell out. And then once they sold out, they're frustrated that the people in their their Discord only care about the floor price. They only care about like you know giveaways and you know, like when are you gonna you know you know add your tokenomics and like and I and I think like if your project is based on that, hey, I'm all for it, right? Like, but we have to really make sure that the marketing and and even I would even say it's even more so than just the marketing, right? The marketing, the PR is is aligned with the utility, the roadmap, and the values of the project. The other part of this is just like when we think about like the website, right? One of the things I want I want you to think about is like when do you go to an NFT project's website? More often than not, it's when someone tells you about it that they're actually holding the NFT. But if they say, "Hey, I'm holding this NFT and I love it," more often than not, you're not going to the website. You're going to the OpenSea account, right? So like one of the places that I would that I would stress around marketing of your project is actually in your OpenSea description. Like, what does your description say about your project? A lot of them are very lazy. A lot of them are very one or two sentence. Others are way too complicated. But I believe part of the, you know, like that first impression, part of that idea where it's like, how do I, how do I allow people to understand like what we are about, things that are coming, is that does need to be the common thread across your entire channel. The other thing that I'm going to put out there for you know all of us to think about when it comes to marketing and, and what I hope we don't fall for is this idea of 
you know, when we're, we're, let's say we're making video content. If your video is just like a trailer, what is like, what, what is your goal with that trailer? Maybe your goal with that trailer is to spark interest um, and get people to click on the link in your Twitter bio. But what does that link in your Twitter bio even take you to? Like, I would argue that we need to think about, and we're, we're doing this with a podcast right now is we're looking through like the link tree and we're trying to understand, okay, you know, for our link tree, like what is, how do we want to present the different, you know, paths or different funnels or different you know, way that we want to bring people on this journey? And then lastly, I think the, the thing I wanted to kind of tap into, and I'm actually going to bring in uh, a question from our community. Uh, one of our listeners uh, submitted a question for us through our, our Discord. I think it's actually perfectly aligned for this conversation. But the last thing, the other thing I want to just, you know, hopefully stress, you know, for all of us that are out here in, the, in this space right now is that it's one thing to get your art and your NFT project, you know, on the front page of some of the tool websites, but let's also remember, you know, when you're marketing, how much of your strategy is targeted towards DGENs? How many? How much of your strategy is targeted to the casual NFT collector? And how much of your strategy is targeted towards this is their first NFT? Now, here's the interesting thing. All three of those you need to educate and you need to bring your story to. But each of those audiences are different. And so the thing that I would actually, you know, and this is one of the things that we've added to our checklist, we're, you know, buying an NFT every day, is that I like to now look and say, how much of the content, how much in the Discord, how much on their website, even like on their YouTube, or if they have a Medium page, how much of that is focused towards education? And if you don't believe me that it's important, go look at vFriends on Medium. Yeah, go look at vFriends on Medium. vFriends you know, just sold out a 55,000 piece collection, the second one for under Gary Vaynerchuk. And, but why is Gary, who has a ridiculously large, massive audience, also a massive NFT following, why is he doing free classes and doing blog posts around the basics of NFTs, around the art reveal, around not falling for open sea scams? Because that's part of the marketing, Right. And Gary understands that, but a lot of projects skip that step. And you might be like, well, not every project needs to educate that uh, wrong. I think every project does need to educate every project needs. To, and it doesn't have to be your own everything, right? Like, I mean, I, I take, take these podcast, go through our, our, our YouTube and like our YouTube here on the, on the podcast, right? And, and this is free for anyone to do any of your projects, go through to your favorite episodes, take the, the YouTube uh, video Click the embed or the, the the share link. Go create a medium article talking about your project and include a couple of the videos that you like of this project and as from an education perspective. What that's doing is it's actually allowing people to see like, hey, we want to help you avoid the mistakes. We care about onboarding you. We want you to be a part of this. And then of course, you know, it also comes down to really us knowing um, not only our target audience, but how do we connect our target audience with the actual utility that we are providing. It's funny that a lot of the projects, especially like Solana based projects, it's really hard for me to understand like what their actual, like what, what does it look like holding this NFT? And if I can't figure that out, then why would that be an NFT that I believe would be worthwhile five, six, seven months from now? 
All right. With that being said, I want to kick it over uh, to Brian. Hey, it's another Brian uh, that actually spells his name the same as I do. And he's going to ask us uh, a question that we will we will use as we kind of close out this episode of the podcast. Hey, Fanzo, it's Brian Piper. Just wanted to thank you for everything you've done for this community and all the knowledge sharing from the NFT 365 project. I've got several friends who are digital artists that have made one-of-one NFTs of their art, but they're struggling to find ways to promote and increase interest in that. I would love to get your advice on that and any resources they might be able to use. Thanks again and super excited to see where the rest of the year takes us. All right. Well, thank you, Brian. Uh, love that you uh, you submitted that. And anyone that wants to submit a question that is in our Discord, um, if you are holding some ADHD coin, if you're holding one of our NFTs, we have that link in there for you to uh, be included. So yes, thank you, Brian. And Brian is actually one of our, our founding, uh, holds one of our founders NFTs. So uh, much appreciated. You know, I think for one of one artists, and, and I'm just going to say this as a collector, because I am not a one of one artist. But we do have we did have an amazing one of one artist here on the podcast, uh, Matt Caesar. If you go back and listen to Matt Caesar's uh, episode here of the podcast, I thought he did a great job of of kind of sharing part of that journey. I think for one of one artists, I think the art of collaboration and storytelling is still important. So I think you know part of what you what we have to think about is like I know for a lot of one of one artists, they don't want to you know create have to have a discord or have to build, you know, do a lot of like the marketing side of the house. They would prefer to you know spend their time on their art. And I'm a hundred percent about that. But here's the thing, the emotional connection that we have with that one of one digital art is still essential. And so like the way that you can actually kind of connect those dots is I actually love to see one of one artists that are taking us on the journey, right? Showing us behind the scene video. If you have mock-ups of your first couple one-of-ones that you've created and then what they look like at the end, putting that, co- that, that content out there. The other piece of this is you know, working with other collections that maybe are PFP collections that, that maybe you are a part of as a one-of-one artist or maybe that you align with. And you know, working with them to say, "Hey, I would love to give away one of our our one of, one of my one of one NFTs if we could do like a Twitter space together, where they could you know we could you know have a conversation around you know the art, the inspiration, the the reason that you're in there, the the plans for future pieces." And then I, I believe the other part of this is I think it, there's a tendency for one of one artists to like really only collaborate or align themselves with either one of one other one of one artists. Or only those that are like in that exact same uh, swim lane. But I actually think a great way that you can kind of extend yourself as a one of one artist is to like uh, kind of understand, you know, your role in the NFT community, right? So the sense of like, you know, maybe you don't want to have a discord because that's, you know, is a lot of work, you know, or go into a website or create a whole bunch of video content. But like, I would be very active in Twitter spaces. I would be very active in Twitter as a whole. I think, you know, not only posting your actual, um, you know, con- you know you, the art you're actually producing, but producing, talking about the story, the, 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 the roller coaster, the ride, right? And I think, you know, another episode that, you know, we have to, you know, kind of, I would love for you to kind of tap back um, into from, you know, this uh, podcast, you know, we've had some really great, you know, different people from different um, backgrounds, different walks of life that have different uh, types of content. Uh, Brian Brinkman, uh, which is another Brian. Hey, that's, but he spells it wrong uh, with a Y because I is greater than Y. But Brian Brinkman uh, did a great job on the podcast talking about, you know, 
part of what his piece of it, uh, you know, of the whole role was like, you know, understanding the the different uh, marketplaces that he was using, right? Knowing that if he's using, uh, you know, a certain, you know, couple one of one only type marketplaces, what who is going to be visiting there, right? So making sure that the description and the and the images there are are kind of mapping towards that kind of demographic versus if it's just something that you're po- po- you know posting on OpenSea. And then the last thing is that you know I would I would really recommend you know the the part of this that I think can we we as a community still have to get better on is you know I think the more you put out your one of one pieces, the more that are out there, the more that we can um, you know see and be a part of. Uh, the better, right? I think it's hard, you know, and I'm speaking from, this is, you know, me, Shirley, as a, as a collector, you know, we've, we've, I've, I have a bunch of one-on-ones, um, not, a, not a whole, I mean, I probably have, I have over a dozen, easily over a dozen. Um, but for me, like the, a lot of it is like the connection that I have with the, the piece or the motivation or the vision or, um, you know, like that, that element where like we can connect a little bit deeper than even just what that art is. And, and I think part of it is like, this is, and this is where I will leave the kind of question as, you know, for those that are one of one artists, you know, part of the beauty of this space is like the, the word of mouth marketing. And so you have to ask yourself, how am I providing enough so that those that are my fans of my art how are they positioning it when someone, someone else says, oh, what is your favorite NFT? Or why did you buy that, that NFT? That we as collectors need help understanding, like, what is that why, right? Because there's a couple one-of-ones that I have, and I'm like, oh, I just like the art, like, which is fine. But if you are looking to like, market, to grow, to reach your target demographic, that why, like, why, why should I as a collector love this piece, right? And it, maybe it's because you spent, you know, it was 10 hours to create it. Maybe it was 10 months uh, visualization. Maybe it's because this is something you've loved to do and you've been in construction your whole life and, and you finally found time to put out these pieces of art that you never thought you'd be able to make money from. Whatever that why is, I do believe that why is essential for one of one artists. So I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. You know, for me, the, the marketing conversation is an important one, but we have to be aware as consumers how we are being marketed to. What are the things like what are the trends that that some of the marketing you know is being at, you know kind of positioned? And then for you know NFT projects, we need to avoid falling into some of the traps, right? Because and, and I think that the other part of this is you just have to be honest with yourself. Like, what is your true goal? Like, I, I think a lot of NFT projects they would rather sell out in 24 hours then take 24 days to sell out yet have a project that is thriving for 24 months and i think that's a problem in the space because shortcuts and a lot of the tactics that are being used to sell out overnight right let me get in front of a couple whales let me get into these alpha groups let me let me make sure that if gary vaynerchuk likes my tweet or if i get some person on one of the Twitter spaces that you know claims to have a whole bunch of influence. If I get him to mint one of my NFTs or it shows up in his wallet, then everything or her wallet, everything's going to be perfect. Well, guess what? A lot of those projects go to zero so fast, and people are like, "Man, it just sucks." Like the the project sucks. No, 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 no. Sometimes it's actually they marketed towards people that were just literally fomoing in and out that that really have no connection to the utility, no connection to the story, no connection to the community. And guess what? The founders were okay with that because their goal was to mint out in 24 hours. I actually think the goal should be how do I attract a nice combination of of the like that that 70%, you know, 60% unique holders 
you know, some that are, are, are creating the, keeping the volume at a, at a decent level. And then ultimately, how do I continue to tell my story? And lastly, I'll just leave you with this little, this little thing is I actually think the, the marketing, you should focus on marketing your NFT project the most after you sell out. I think actually the true marketing of NFTs happens after your project project sells out. Yeah, how do you continue to market and to lean in so that secondary sales increase? How do you market and lean in so people continue to see that you're pushing that message out there and you're everywhere and anywhere? There are a ton of projects that push, 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 mint out, and then it's done. And then they wonder why there's no demand and there is a crap load of supply for sale. Because we have this tendency to not be honest with ourselves with what are like what are what is our goal? What are the things that we're trying to make happen? And in some cases, short-term wins or quote unquote short-term success will be detrimental for your long-term, you know, kind of goals, mission, and plans. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.